See, if it were a noun, it would be some ooey-gooey feeling. Well, it's not some ooey-gooey feeling. It's a verb. It's what we invest in. It's what we do. Love is something you do. It's not just something you feel. In fact, uh, if you do love, if you act in love, then the feelings of love always follow. That's why couples are getting divorced at an alarming rate today because they have lost that feeling. Didn't Who was it, the Righteous Brothers? Thank you. I would sing it, but I, you know, that's not what I'm called to do. <laughs> I'm not the righteous brother. <laughs> uh, and couples are leaving one another because they lost that love and feeling. What if they lost the, what if they kept doing the love? You see, what happens is couples quit exercising love. They quit practicing love. They quit doing what love says we ought to do, and that's why they lose that love and feeling. Same can be true with your relationship to God. Some of you here today, there's been a time in your life where you love the Lord God with all your heart. You were on fire for Him. You wanted to serve Him and give to Him and love Him and do everything you could, but that's not that doesn't describe you now. Why? You've lost that love and feeling towards Jesus Christ. You've left your first love. Why? Because you quit doing the things that, that, love, that describe love. And so that's what we've been trying to concentrate on. We've take, taken Gary Chapman's five love languages, and we've been talking about how can we give love to the Lord? How can we do the things that we ought to be doing for love's sake? First of all, we talked about spending quality time with God. Then we talked about doing acts of service unto God. We talked about giving God physical touch. And remember, all of these things, how do we do these things? Well, the Bible says, when you, Jesus said, when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. The Bible also says that we're the body of Christ. We're the church of Jesus Christ. We are His physical expression. You look at your person, the person sitting next to you, in front of you, or behind you. If you're saved, if you're saved, you're a part of the body of Christ. We are, we are His body. So when we do something to one another, we're loving Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus said, "Whatever you do, do it with all your heart, as unto the Lord, not unto men." So when we're doing these things, we're Showing and demonstrating our love to the Lord. So as Rebecca just sang that song about praising God for who He is, this brings us to this fourth thing of how can we demonstrate love to the Lord our God. It's speak words of affirmation. That's one of those love languages. Speak words of affirmation. How do we do that? To the Lord. Well, we just did it. We praise Him. We worship Him. Let me see if I can get my little clicker to go. Of course not. Of course not. Why would it work? Whitney, you want to do your thing? I tell you what, let me try one thing before you do that. Bobby says it times out. We're going to see if that's true or not. Bobby, you listening back there? Aha. He was right. All right. Speak words of affirmation to him. How do we do that? Well, we, we praise him. We give him honor. We praise him. Look at the Bible. Look at the scriptures. The Bible says, and I mean, you could find, if you looked up the word praise or adore, adoration, worship, you look at those things and you'll find that all throughout the scripture. The Psalms, the whole book of Psalms is praise songs to the Lord. Psalm 30, verse 4 says this Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Sing praise to the Lord. You saints of his. Chapter 34, 
in verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And then Hebrews 13, 15 tells us, Therefore by Him, by Christ, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Praise is something we ought to be doing all the time. But what do we find ourselves doing more often than praising? More often than worshiping? We do a lot of complaining. Did anybody complain this week? Did anybody gripe? Did anybody whine? Criticize? You know, we're, 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 that's our old sinful nature that we're defaulting to. We complain because we don't have what we think we ought to have versus giving praise and thanks for what we already do have. We're focused on the wrong things. We're focused on material things instead of the blessings we've received from God. Praise ought to be the continual sacrifice of our lips unto God. And so there's the scriptures that you see that I just read. But Peter said, remember what... um, Jesus asked his disciples, he said, who do men say that I am? And they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah or one of the prophets that's come back from the dead. And then Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? You know, that's a very important question for you to answer. Who do you say Jesus is? Is he just a good man? Is he just a good teacher? Just a miracle worker? Or is he the God who became flesh, who gave his life on the cross, suffered and died for your sin and for mine, rose again, that you've given your life to, that he's now your Lord and your Savior, your friend. To you, who is Jesus? That's what Jesus say. Well, what do you say or who do you say that I am? That's the critical juncture of where our faith departs from most other faiths is what we say about Jesus and what we believe about Jesus because the Bible teaches what I just said he is. He is the Son of God, God in the flesh. And so praise is just agreeing with God about who he is. Like Rebecca just sang a moment ago, he is Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. He's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. He's all those things. So how can, how can I tell the Lord? How can I give the Lord um, praise? What are some action plans? You see, I've broken this down into three categories. The goal. My goal is I want to love the Lord my God with all my heart. That's my goal. I cannot say that I, I, I know that I, I'm there yet. I think it's a journey. Remember we talked about that journey last week. And we're going to fall sometimes along the way. But that's my goal. What's my strategy? Well, I've given you these so far four strategies. I want to spend quality time with him. I want to touch him. I want to serve him. I want to, um, today what we're talking about is praise him. And so what is something I can do? Well, I can verbally praise the Lord for who he is. His names. Use his names. Rebecca just sang that song about some of his names. What are some of the names of God? They're all through the Scripture. In fact, the ones she just sang about are all in the Old Testament. 
It's funny how Christians today avoid the Old Testament. You know, there's a lot of meat there, a lot of good theology there. But there's some wonderful names of God that we learn from Him as we read the Bible and as He reveals Himself to us. And when you find that you have a need that's been met, that you didn't know how you were going to meet and how, you were going to, how it was going to happen, but you prayed and you asked God to do things and God worked it out, God made it happen, who is at work? God was at work. That was your Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. Praise Him for that. Praise Him by His name. It says in early in the book of Genesis, it says, Then the Lord, then people began to call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. When you begin to feel fearful and afraid or anxious or worried or, or burdened, there's a name and a promise of God attached to that name that you can call out to and lift him up and praise him. And God, I thank you, even before your need is met, that you are Jehovah Jireh. God, I thank you that you are, even before I receive my healing, you are Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. God, I thank you that you are this. And just begin to praise him for who he is. For who he is. See, we... We also need to praise Him for what He's done. That's thanksgiving. And that's important too. Praise Him and thank Him for what He has uh, done in our lives. That's part of it as well. But sometimes we spend too much time pressing buttons that don't work. I'm going to throw that thing away when we're done. Uh, we spend too much time just thanking God or looking for what He's done. And we need to. And by the way, when you're thanking Him for what He's done, you're loving Him. And when you're thanking Him for what He's done in your life, be specific. You know, don't be... General prayers are for the weak and casual Christian. They're for the hurried Christian. We're talking about spending quality time with God. God, thank you today for... And then fill in the blank. What is it you're grateful for? What about your job? What about your income? What about your rest from the night? What about the food that's on your table? And not just at, at mealtime, but work specifically things you can thank God for that He's done. But don't just concentrate on what He's doing. Concentrate on who He is, His names, His nature. You know, a great um, habit that you've heard, and this is not new to most of you, but if you take the ABCs and you start with A and you start... Praising God for things that you can, or names even, that begin with A. Or things or character traits about God that begin with A. God, you're almighty. Oh, God, you're awesome. God, you're, you're my beloved. You are the Christ, as Peter said, the son of the living God. You're the chief cornerstone. Oh, God, you, you are the door to everlasting life. You're my deliverer. You're my, you're eternal, God. You're my everlasting, you're the everlasting arms that hold me up. God, you're faithful. You're my Father. You're the great I am. You're holy. You're immaculate. You are Emmanuel, God with us. And just go through. Lord, you are Jesus. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. You're the Master, Messiah. You just go through the alphabet. Just praise Him for who He is, for His nature, for His names. You'll begin to see... That soul, that, that emotion that's in the pit, starts. God just starts picking you up as you start recalling, recounting who He is to you. So praising God verbally, verbally. Why do I say verbally? 
I think it's important to say it. I think it's, it's the sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 15 says it's the sacrifice of our lips. Why is it a sacrifice? Because not always do I feel like praising Him. Sometimes I need to praise Him when I don't feel like praising Him. When praise seems foreign to me, I don't, it's not an emotional response. You see, it's easy to praise Him in a situation, circumstance like we're gathered here today when everybody's on the same page and we're, maybe not everybody's here is excited, but uh, you know, it's easy when we're in a crowd, but when you're all by yourself and when you're down and out and the bills aren't paid and, and you've got a sick youngin and homework's due and you haven't even started, it's not, it doesn't feel like praising Him then. But He said it's the sacrifice of praise that is to continually be on our lips. It's verbal. It's saying it when you don't feel like saying it. We're too driven by our feelings. We need to be driven by our obedience and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Verbally, thank Him. Another one, that this is just things that I've written for myself, uh, but one of the things that I want to do is to verbally bless His people. Each week. My dad did this, Brother Jimmy, you remember, every week at the close of service. And I want to try to do th- remember to do this every week. I may not. I'm a, I'm a human being, but I'm going to try to. I want to because, first of all, I need to be blessed. And you need to be blessed. What does the word blessed mean? You know, it's the word, it's the word in Greek, eulogy. You know what that means, don't you? Where do you hear eulogies? Why do you want to wait till somebody's dead to give them a blessing? They can't hear it. Eulogize them while they're alive. Bless them while they are alive. Tell them what they need to hear while they're alive. Tell them what you think about them that's good and righteous and, and, and meaningful to them. Bless them. Bless your children, parents. Bless your children. Many children and teenagers miss the blessing of their parents. They live under um, this cloud of doubt. Do my parents really love me? And you say, well, of course they know I love them. I bring home the bacon every day. They get three squares a day. They get all their school materials and supplies. They, they get everything they ever want for But are you blessing them verbally? Are you speaking words of kindness and and blessing them. And we can do that with each other. We know we need it, don't you? You think, well, no, it's arrogant to say I need to be blessed by other people. No, it's not. That's part of the nature of God. Who do we bless first and foremost of all? We bless God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. What? Bless His holy name. God, part of God's nature is to be blessed he put that nature in us when we, He made us in our image. We need to be blessed. And I want to bless you. And I sure appreciate it when you bless me. Here's the blessing that God... It was so important to uh, God that He told Moses and Aaron, specifically, Moses, Aaron, here's the blessing. I want you to speak over my people all the time. To speak to them. And here it is. And this is what I want to remember to do. This is what my dad did when he was pastoring and he would say it every day to bless and put a blessing over the people and this is what God said he wanted Moses to do to put his blessing over Israel 
is found in Numbers 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Did you hear that? The Lord bless you and keep you. Keep, protect. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious. God's grace poured out upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, smiling upon you, and give you peace. Who wouldn't want that kind of blessing? See, this is how I can love the Lord. I can praise Him. I can verbally use my voice and my lips to praise Him, to thank Him, and to bless others. I can avoid, by the way, I can reject critical thoughts. Now let me say this. You're a human being, aren't you? I'm a human being. Do you, have ever, do you ever have any critical thoughts about people? No. You never do. If you're a human being, they're probably racing through your mind right now. You have to reject those. The Bible says to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You're also a human being in the sense that you have critical thoughts towards yourself. We're more critical of ourselves most often than we are of others. We just don't verbalize our criticism to our, about ourselves. We just verbalize it about others. Because somehow, in some twisted, demented way, it makes us feel better about ourselves. We have to reject negative, critical thoughts. And bring them captive to the obedience of Christ. That person that I'm thinking that about is created in the image of God. And more than likely, if you're at church here, is a child of God. In process of becoming more like Jesus, just like me. In fact, may even be further along in the journey than I am. So I need to shut my pie hole and not speak that critical thought and bring it captive to what Jesus... I need to reject critical... Negative critical thoughts, and I need to avoid negative critical words. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. How can a spring bring forth both sweet water and bitter water at the same time? How can God's people stand in this church and praise the Lord and curse people in the parking lot? That ain't loving Jesus. And he is hearing it. And when he hears it, the cursing and the critical, he's not pleased. He's not pleased when you get on the phones and burn up the phone lines with gossip. Did you hear? Can you believe? But you're going to come to church and stand and sing praises to God? My brethren, my sisters, those things ought not so to be. It demonstrates what kind of person you are. So you see, you can't love the Lord Jesus with all your heart and that be a part of your life. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Blessing the Lord, a big part of it is blessing one another. 
before you cannot say, I love God and hate your brother at the same time. You cannot praise God out of one side of your mouth and curse your sister out of the other side. That's not loving God. See, we're talking about a 2020 vision. What God has in store for us in the next decade, it's not so much about doing as it is about what? Being. And what does He want us to be? He wants us to be a people wholly devoted to Him with all of our hearts. And the first thing is to love Him with all of our hearts. And when we love Him with all of our hearts, these things that we've talked about will be manifested. And when we manifest these things and we live these things out, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As I'm investing my life in, in practicing these things, spending time with the Lord, serving the Lord, blessing His people, praising His name, touching people's lives, then I begin to see that my heart is growing closer and closer and closer and getting more and more knit with His heart. That I'm loving Him more. I know that to be true. I know that by experience. And I want you to know it. And many of you are. And I thank God for it. I'm going to stop here and we're going to give an invitation because I want to spend the last few minutes updating you on some things going on in the life of our church that you need to know about, that we can pray about, and that you might want to be involved in. Three opportunities that I'm going to share with you uh, at the end of the service. But I want us to pray together right now. I want us to ask the Lord, God, what do you want me to, how do you want me to respond? What do you want me to do? Maybe you just need to say to him, that's exactly what I want to do. Lord, help me today. I make a commitment today to start blessing you. Using my mouth to pour forth your praise, even when I don't feel like it. Lord, I make a commitment today. Even you might can make something very simple, a commitment today to say, before I leave this building today, I'm going to eulogize somebody else to their face before they die. You're not fixing to die, but at least I hope not. But you're going to give them a eulogy. Who would God put on your mind? Maybe you want to pray right here this morning and say, God, put somebody on my mind right now that you want me to bless before we leave today. Maybe it's something you've been thinking about this person and you think it all the time. You think they're a wonderful person. You, you appreciate certain things about them, but you don't ever tell them. Tell them. It may be your spouse. And after you pick her up off the floor, then y'all can get in your car and go home. <laughs> it may be another brother or sister in the Lord in this church. But pray and ask, Lord, who would you have me to bless? And then, Lord, help me to make that a routine in my life, to bless other people. How about you go and bless your boss? Say, he don't deserve it. How about you go and bless some of those coworkers? They don't deserve it. Do you deserve blessing? Do you, do you deserve the blessing of God? Yes or no? <laughs> but does he bless you anyway? You might see a change in your work environment, your school environment, if you started speaking positive words to your coworkers and to your boss or to your employees instead of negative and critical ones. Always trying to fix and correct instead of encourage and edify. What if everybody practiced this?
Nobody would, everybody would want to get up on Monday morning and go to work. Oh, man, I can't wait to get to work. My boss is going to build me up. Or my employee, my coworker is going to have, going to have something good to say to me. Or, or I'm going to get to bless them. What if, what if our lives, what if we could be changed like that? So pray about that. Lord, how would you use me to change or to be a blessing in my work environment, my school environment? So let's bow.